Hey there, I'm your host, Brianna Camacho Sexton. I'm a dog mom, tea, and French fry connoisseur of sorts. Oh, an email marketing strategist. I took a class project and turned it into a passion project, helping female online content creators and coaches build connection, increase engagement, and earn more revenue using email marketing sales funnels and copywriting. But how do you get them on your list? And what do you do when they're there? Enter Inbound Marketing with Intention. Here we're spilling the proverbial tea on actionable tips, techniques, and strategies to help you create purposeful content your viewers crave in a way that feels authentic to you. Ready to get started? The water's hot. Your fans are waiting. Let's get down to business. Before we get started, if you haven't already, go to briannasexton.com and get my email marketing cheat sheet where you'll get five tips to getting started creating an email marketing experience your customers will crave. If you already have it, well then just keep listening. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Inbound Marketing with Intention. I'm your host, Brianna Camacho Sexton, and I am so excited about today. We are talking all things headlines and how to write email subject lines that do not suck, right? So first off, as a copywriter, I will tell you, I spend 85 to 95% of my time just on the headlines. I run copy, I do the market research, but most of that time is spent on headlines because that is the first thing that someone's going to read that determines whether or not it gets read or it gets ignored, right? So my exercise, what I do and what I will ask as you create subject headlines is take 15 to 30 minutes and write as many headlines as you can. And I'm letting you know, most of them will probably stink, but that's okay. Um, so we want to take all of those headlines and then I check all of my headlines. I run them through um, the AMI headline analyzer. And what that's going to do is it's going to show you the emotional, intellectual, and spiritual response, right? Kind of your logos, ethos, pathos. Um, the rhetorical structure of your headline as to how well it will convert and why it got the score that it did. Um, average industry standard is between 30 to 40. So if you get there, you're in the right place, right? So those are some of the reasons that I love headlines. Let's get into headlines to avoid. And these are not just random headlines. These are the ones that really make me mad um, when I get them. Like I just want to throw them in my spam folder and many a person I have talked to have agreed that these are, these are the headlines that get straight shot to their spam inbox. All right, so the first one is the reply email. Not the email that says, 
call to action reply to me, but the one that actually says RE colon to a conversation that you have not had. Um, those are fairly common in the marketing world. I've seen a lot of them in email marketing. Um, they're made with the intention to kind of provide shock and awe as to a conversation that you may have forgotten about. And it may not be a conversation that you've had with them. They just pop up in your inbox and it's like, RE, let's talk about your money or something like that. Those are the ones that normally like suck, right? They're stinky, they're spammy, they're gross, and we don't like them. Um, the other one, very similar to that, is the forward. Um, I've only been around for 25 years, and in my 25 years, um, I have gotten a lot of scam and spam emails, the ones that say forward, and you have to send this right now, or something bad's going to happen, right? So forwards are just like red flags um, that people tend to stay away from when referring or when replying and opening their inbox, right? So they go on the suck list, stinky, spammy, gross. And then the oops emails. And these, these are, they can go both ways. So there could be an email that you accidentally send, like truly and authentically and absolutely accidentally send um, that wasn't supposed to go out. It went out on the wrong time. And you just send like, oops, sorry, I'm human technology these days, haha, kind of things. Um, and then those are, those are kind of slippery because other people will use them to be like, oops, I forgot to tell you this one thing. And then it's three emails in a row all with the same relative text of buy me, buy me, buy me. Um, so just really be careful with headlines like that when you are engaging with those. And now some of my favorite headlines. Um, I have four headline types that I like to use that do really well. The first one is the text from a friend, the guess what? And these are the ones where it sounds like you literally just got the most amazing news and had to tell your friend. So these are like, OMG, you'll never believe this. Or if you're a parent talking to other parents, I can't believe what my kid just did. Right? Those kind of, OMG, what happened, juicy gossip, guess what? I just told my friend text messages. Those are some of my favorite to open because I just wanted, I want to get the tea. Um, and then the next one are the chapter titles, kind of like friends, you know, the one where so-and-so does this, the one where so-and-so does that. Um, chapter titles are some of my favorite because they are really easy to understand what's in the email. Um, so if it's the one where I sold three courses in seven hours, something like that. Um, the reader already knows 
that there is something juicy in there. There is a secret, there is a tip, there is a trick to getting sales in a short amount of time. Those are super enticing and fun to read. Um, The third tip is to be number specific. I see these a lot in testimonials, um, but just having a very specific number or if you are business to client and you are having a sale, instead of saying, save more, sale and soon, saying you have 24 hours to save 75% off, right? The numbers do a lot better than arbitrary sales Um, or specific testimonials saying, I got a new client is different than saying, my client just landed a $100,000 project. Boom, right? You wanna know how that person got a $100,000 project or how you made $7,500 while you were eating dinner with your husband. I don't know, but those work really well. And then the last one, I call the walrus and the, the, walrus and the carpenter. Um, for anybody who's familiar with Alice in Wonderland and that play, um, they talk about shoes and ships and sealing wax and cabbages and kings, all things that really don't go together. It's very nonsensical in the way that it's written, but it provides this mystery factor. Like you, you really want to know how chicken nuggets relates to building fences or something like that. Just two completely off the wall things that make sense within the story, but they won't know that it makes sense in the story until they open the email. And then you have an amazing story in there, but we'll talk about how to write amazing stories in emails at a different time. So those were the four that I really like and just make it sound like you because the more authentic it sounds, like if it feels like you and you write like you, then people are gonna know it's you and authenticity is probably one of the best connecting factors that we have. Um, So if it doesn't seem like something you do, if you don't use friends references, then maybe the the one where Rachel does whatever, chapter title kind won't really work for you. Maybe it's more along the lines of the guess what friend text or um, the number specific. I don't know. But whatever feels like you, sounds really comfortable, um, that is what I suggest for you. It's really a, it's a conversation and it's a combination of that logos, ethos, pesos, pathos, sorry. (laughs) So it's the logic your emotions, and then through both of those and telling that story and creating those really great headlines, you also have ethos, which is the ethics that's that's letting people know that you are the expert and the authority. All of this to say, your headlines, the process that you go through to create all of this, you're going to summarize the body of your text in your email somehow, You're going to analyze to see how well your headline is going to convert. You're going to revise as needed to get a headline that's really going to stand out. And then last, you're going to humanize and you're going to make it seem very much so like you because that is the connecting factor that's going to get people to open your emails and enjoy having these conversations I say this because I've done it 
It works. I've had clients come back to me who've said, people don't want to stop reading my emails. They open them, they love them. And all I do is these four simple things, summarize, analyze, revise, humanize. Because we're all people and we all don't want to go through 7 million spam emails. It's gross. It just, it is, it sucks. So that is all I have for you today. As always, stay true to you and chat soon. That was so much fun, wasn't it? Well, this tea session is done, but your inbound marketing journey doesn't have to be. Go to briannasexton.com forward slash bolt to get your raving fans blueprint and create an email marketing strategy in less than a day so you can get back to all the other fun things you have planned, like dancing in the rain or taking a wine tour. Until next time, take courageous action, make new connections, be yourself, and most of all, do it with intention. Chat soon.